Hi, how you doing, folks? This is James. Welcome to That Story Show, episode 418. Um, little little, uh, little uh, heads up here. I took a job, and we're not doing regular episodes right this second. Uh, we're going to be doing them as soon as possible, I promise. But um, I took a job. If you want more information on that, listen to Gospel of Kennison, uh, the episode entitled My Pleasure, and you will learn all about the ins and outs of my world and my life. So what we're going to do is fill up an episode full of bonus content, stuff you've never heard before, stories that have never been released except for to our patrons. So um, I've got the bonus content from episode 350, 351, and 352. I hope you enjoy it. hope you love it. I miss you guys. We'll be back uh, as soon as we figure out this whole new work schedule thing. Bye, peace, 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 peace. Welcome to stories we couldn't fit into the show where we share stories we couldn't fit into the show. Imagine that. This one's called Spider Squisher. Hi, John, by the way. Hi. Hi. James. Welcome back to the show. It's good to be back, man. It's good to be here, isn't it? It's great to yeah, continue right where we left off. This is a quiet part of the room where, you know, you know, where it's just us. Uh, it's just us and the and the patrons, and that's all. Well, so yeah. we'll whisper. No. Spider Squisher. That's what this one's called. It comes to us from Janice. She says, so I have been listening to the podcast for about a week and my eight, oh. my 18 year old daughter and I really enjoy get listening together. And I have a story about her when she was little, Caitlin was about four years old and I had taught her to kill small spiders that would get into our house with a Kleenex. So she was really good at it, but she walked in the living room one day and said, mama, there's a spider in the tub. And I told her, well, go kill it. But she looked at me as seriously as a four-year-old could and said very dramatically, no, mama, there's a spider in the tub. I decided I <laughs> needed to investigate the situation, and it was a really large spider. I always wondered if she worried that it might have carried her off. Figured I would share Janice. <laughs> no, mom, there's a spider in the tub. You don't understand, mom. I'm four years old, and it's the giantest spider I've ever seen in my entire life. You have, to, Get it now. you have to save me. So anyway, thank you, Janice. This one, it comes to us from Anthony. It's called Restroom Roundabout. Hi, James and John. After reviewing the last stories I sent in, I realized they were much too long for the show. So I'll try to keep this one short. Good idea. I was at summer camp. Me and my counselor and my cabin mate were waiting outside the restrooms for John, the friend, to exit the restroom. After a few minutes, my counselor told my cabin mate to go yell into the bathroom for John to hurry up. The cabin mate didn't mind. However, Braxton, the counselor, told the cabin mate to yell into the girls' bathroom instead of the boys. And here was that little conversation. Cabin mate, why the girls' bathroom? Braxton, the camp accidentally messed up the labels and they got swapped. They weren't, but the other guy didn't know. Cabin mate, okay then. So the cabin mate yelled into the girls' restroom, Hey, John, get out of the bathroom! Me and Braxton <laughs> doubled over laughing. The cabin mate was confused and then he figured it out and he got kind of angry, but he didn't do anything about it. So <laughs> no big deal. Hope this one makes it on the show, Anthony. So <laughs> congratulations, Anthony. You made you it. got it right here. <laughs> Man, I don't like it when people yell at me when I'm in the bathroom. It just, everything stops. I don't like it when people confuse the doors on bathrooms. <laughs> people do this in real life. I know this was a joke, but in real life at restaurants, they do the thing where it says men on the front of the door and then on the back of the door, it says women. Have you ever, have you ever been in that situation? Mm, it, what no. it does is you're done peeing. And you wash your hands and you go to reach for the door and it says women on the back of the door. And you're like, holy crap, this whole time I've been. And you open the door and you check and it says men. And you're like, oh, those doggum idiots. Oh, they got me. So anyway, that's I'm what gonna, I don't like. That's never happened to me. It, you know, it will one day. It will. You'll be in a bathroom and the <laughs> tricksters will be about with their well, tricky ways. Things hanging on the wall, then I know that I'm in the right place. Well. Anyway, this says uh, Axe in the, Ax the Box uh, by Justin Lowmaster. He says, mm. in my foray into learning that multi-level markets are not for me, even if the project is legit good, I had to take a class to get a license. I also took my roommate who was joining in. 
here's the problem. We had to be there on time and we needed breakfast and my roommate needed a shower and we told him to be quick and he was. We managed to get two out of the three, but my roommate, he didn't get in that shower before we headed to Jack in the Box to get breakfast. Instead, he tried to cover the smell with Axe body spray. Guess what, buddy? It doesn't work. No. Axe body spray is a body odor all to itself, and it's not going to share your body with anything. (laughs) It's it's going to make it jump out in front of it and broadcast it to the entire world. He says... My visual memory is pretty bad, but my nasal memory is strong, and I will never forget the pungent olfactory miasma that was his BO Axe body spray, which is never a replacement for a shower, and the -the jack-in-the-box breakfast. So all of that combined together, uh, he says, I just shivered because writing about, about it brought back that memory to my nose. Justin oh, Lowe's yeah. Low Master. They say uh, scent is the most powerful uh, sense when it comes to memory. Yeah. So yeah, olfactory recognition. It's that's what it's called. That's it's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad somebody can pronounce Very it. Very gull. I'm too. Because I'm a nerd. I'm a. I'm a. I'm. I'm secretly a redneck that changed my <laughs> voice. <laughs> that's the reality of the thing. Is if I if I could say it in my natural born accent, I could have said it. Pungent olfactory miasma. See, I can say it (laughs) when I can (laughs) slang it, but if I have to try to say it correctly, I can't do it. So you're what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He said pungent olfactory miasma. 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 I don't know what it is. I don't even know what it is. It sounded (laughs) good. Pronounce that word. It sounded good in southern accent though. Um, we got one more. It's a voicemail. It's called News at One or Two by Ethan S. And it goes a little something like this. Hey, James and John. This is Ethan S. And I'm calling in with the story. So um, today I've just gone back from a camping trip. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> uh, I've only been gone since Monday, and I'm submitting this on Wednesday. So not too long. We're going camping at long. a... Um, at a Yogi Bear campground, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Stuff. Yeah, I've been to one of those. Um, so I had to use the bathroom um, on day two, and so <laughs> I'm heading up to the bathroom, you know, do my thing. He waited a whole day. Walk out, and I look to my left, and I see this lady <laughs> sitting right there talking to a microphone, with the cameraman right <laughs> in front of her. They were, it was from like a local newscast. They were doing some sort of story about the campground. And it was really funny because I may have ended up on the news of me walking out of the bathroom. Like, I hope your fly was if up. not, you know, if I'm not on the news for it, or like I didn't end up appearing on in the shot, then... I then you probably end up hearing it, um, but yeah, it was it was just really funny, um, <laughs> considering just how close they were to the bathroom and weren't really expecting anybody to just like walk out or walk in. Um, but yeah, it was really funny, and uh, yeah, hope you guys have a great day and uh, peace out. <laughs> You're welcome, Ethan. Thank you for getting that story out. Probably was like in that bathroom, was like, oh, I can't get it out. <laughs> So they're getting all the audio in the background there. We need to get this right now. Get your camera out. (laughs) The sounds coming, ladies and gentlemen, from this toilet are unbelievable. You wouldn't believe. Here he comes right now. It's Ethan S. Yeah. He didn't know they were there for him. I was just in the bathroom. Oh, no. Anyway, that's our bonus content for this week. Thank you, patrons, for your support. I hope you enjoyed our new segment called Stories We Couldn't Fit in the Show. And uh, we'll see you guys next week right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, thanks, John. Thanks, James. Take it thanks, easy. Patrons. All right, bye. 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 Welcome to Stories That We Couldn't Fit onto the Show, where we still sh- where we share stories that we couldn't fit on the show. Um, I'll take They're just the too big. There's just too many. There's too yeah. many, and I'm tired of them sliding off at the bottom of the email thing. That's what happens is 
emails come in and that is that inbox is my uh is what i take from and so you know every seven days or so we get a fresh batch of of stories uh and we get more than we could ever use on the show and so what happens is the new batch comes in and pushes the unused ones to the bottom and so it's not it's in, in my inbox called nl cast unused there are stories that have gone unused for 10 plus years because of this and every now and then i'll go back wow. and i'll just click five or ten pages back into the archive and i'll start reading just to, to pull some of these out and i get uh i'll email the people and tell them hey i'm using your your um your story because i do that for folks so they'll know what episode to be listening for <laughs> And uh, and they'll write back later. and they'll be like ten years, <laughs> like, <laughs> better better late than never, you know. So we had a little uh, pause there for a few minutes, but uh, that's okay. Good things are worth waiting for. So yeah. this one's from a young lady called Noobs of the Universe. Um, uh, someone I always thought was a guy. So we've read stuff from from her before. Uh, yeah. I'm this one's called The Man Upstairs. Hey, John and James, it's Noobs of the Universe, and I have a story that I've been meaning to send in for a while now, but I keep forgetting. At the end of June, my family rented a cabin in the Smoky Mountains near a river. It was a beautiful area, but we knew that the people in the area were, to put it nicely, probably going to be a bit more irrational than we were used to. <laughs> However, we had a really nice time. That's a nice way to put it. What do you mean by that? I don't understand that word. <laughs> However, we had a really nice time and uh, did not come across any difficulties with our neighbors until the very last day. Mm. So my whole family was getting ready to go on a hike when a red pickup truck drove by our house and slowed to a stop. The man driving it called out to my uncle who began to approach the truck, but the man shouted, stop. And my uncle was confused, but stopped walking and just raised his arms in a, in a what gesture. And the man in the truck said, you better get in touch with the man up there or he's going to take everything out of here. And my what? uncle asked what he meant by that. But then the man sped off. Yeah. Just, oh uh, my goodness. you better get in touch with the man up there or he's going to take everything out of here. So we, that, that sounds like a threat. Yeah. We were all freaking out, trying to decide what this strange message meant. One theory we had was that he was referring to the man who lived above us about a mile and a half up the mountain from where we were. A lot of my family thought he meant uh, that we were about to be robbed by the man on the hill. But my dad <laughs> brought up the idea that he was probably referring to God. He thought the old man might have been calling out for us uh, for offending the man upstairs which we were also accused uh, or confused about because we had not done anything while we were hmm. bad, you know, nothing bad while we were in the cabin. Our hike was delayed while we called the people we were renting from to ask if they knew what he was talking about. And they told us, no, they had never heard of that man again. They had never seen him and uh, never figured out what he meant. Uh, thanks for reading. Wow. Something I forgot to tell you is I'm actually a girl, even though my first story was about thinking that eating off the floor was a good idea, which is a boyish thing to think. I'm glad you said it, not me, <laughs> which is probably the reason you guessed wrong. My name is just my YouTube name, Noobs of the Universe. All right. Well, Noobs of the Universe. I am universally known for guessing genders wrong on, on yep. stories. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah. What do you think he meant, John? Uh, let me, let me, well, let me read it again. You better get in touch with the man up there. Or he's going to take everything out of here. I I think maybe if you say it in a because you know and the Snoke, Smoky Mountains are north of here, right? And and so you got to say I'm it assuming, in a southern accent. You got to say it in a, a hillbilly accent. Okay. And so that would that do do me the honor. There, he's going to take everything out of here. Go <laughs> take touch with man up there. Yep. So I don't know. I don't. It still doesn't make any sense to me. I uh, I think it he was trying to evangelize. That's what I think. You better get oh. in touch with the man up there, or he's going to take everything out of here. And and basically, it was a, a really twisted and messed up way of evangelism. He was his heart was thumping in his chest. He was he came to a stop. <laughs> the Holy stop. the Holy Spirit was was really you know just getting on him and and said you need to tell yeah. these people. 
uh, that if they don't let me, you know, you know, into their lives, that I'm going to take everything take out, out of there. And, um, and being a man in the Smokies, there's a good chance that he had a couple snakes in the back of his truck. It's true. It's true. And uh, he might have had then, fire uh, in his fingers, like uh, <laughs> the young fire, like the lady did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My first thought was that there was a a dude in the attic. Or somebody in the top of the house that was messing around. Ooh, maybe like, some secret dude living up there. That happened yeah, in an episode of the X Files where Scully had a man living in her dang um, attic, and she I didn't remember know. That one. That's right. It's a scary thought. I'm glad my attic is so uncomfortable and yeah. I mean, there's no snakes in there anymore. No, but. thank God. My, mine doesn't really exist. It has a air conditioner in it, and that's it. So. Mm. Thank you. Maybe that's what he was talking about. You got to fix your air conditioner. Thanks, patrons. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, John, read us a story. Oh, I get to read a story. This is this is from Addison. Diarrhea cat, and I already don't like it. Sorry. Hi, my name is Addison, and I love your podcast. I'm a new listener, but couldn't wait to send you a story. I am 13, so when I was around 11 or 12, my mom got me a spot on one of the new cha- news channels near my area. Well, that's cool. I was going to be helping promote a kitty kitty literature program for a shelter that I loved. That's too close to kitty litter. <laughs> I'm going to help with a kitty litter program. Kitty literature program. Oh, Sorry. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> we don't we don't need any kind of that help. The program had kids read to the cats for fun. <laughs> Whatever. And the best part was I was going to get to hold a kitten on the segment. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong, right? The woman who has the cat and will be doing most of the talking on the interview met us 15 minutes before we were to go on. There you go. Let's call her Sydney. Okay. Because that's probably her name. Okay, Sydney. I got I got to meet the cat and everything was great. But then I noticed Sydney was starting to wipe the butt of the kitten. Mm. She said that the cat had just gone to the bathroom. But because the cat had diarrhea, she mm. had to <laughs> wipe it off its butt, which mm. doesn't raise any red flags at all. No. Sydney also said that the cat was not fully in control of it when it went to the bathroom. So here, hey, you take it now and be, there on, you go, and, you little and be on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Just hold this cat with the leaky butt. <laughs> so a few minutes later, we're, we're getting our uh, mics on and sitting down at the interview chairs now, I must explain that the interviewer didn't really know how to act around animals. And currently, we're on a commercial break and had three-ish minutes until we were live. And then, and then, the cat decides that this is the perfect time to turn into a diarrhea cannon uh, and unload on the entire couch, yeah. Sydney and me. The commercial timer was counting down and everyone got a little more frantic. The interviewer didn't know what to do and was frantically giving us wipes as I was trying to scoot as far away as possible from the explosion. Thankfully, we got it all cleaned up, but when we were live, you could still see a little wet spot on my shirt. Please, <laughs> never stop making your podcast. Thanks so much, Addison. Oh, ah, Man, that's cats. so wrong. hate cats. Cats pooping. Why do you give a leaky butted kitten to a poor child on a live commercial on a live TV show? <laughs> it's going to be okay. This cat is just, he's not in control All of right. his bowels. I got to admit, I'm yeah. one of the people that thinks that, that kids reading to cats is insane. All right. <laughs> I think that is insanity. Uh, reading to dogs. Yeah, you can read to dogs, but cats are not going to sit around and listen to you read. I'm sorry. Especially poop cats. Yeah, poopy cats are not. They're going to walk around. They're going to lay on your book. They're going to sit on your shoulders or something like that. <laughs> they're, they're not going to listen to you read. And uh, so the whole idea for this whole thing is crazy to me and hilarious. Uh, but then when you do a commercial for it and you get an omen like this, I, I, <laughs> I think it's time to pull a plug on this nonprofit right here. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, kitty literature. That's uh, that sounds too much like kitty litter. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they ended up needing. Uh, so uh, this one's called vending vermin. It's from Terry Helsley. 
Hello, James and John. I hope that you're both well and staying healthy during these coronavirus times. I love so your far, so good. Yeah, yeah, same here. My brother got it. Did you? Did I ever tell you no. that? No. Yeah. No way. David, David got the corona. And him yeah, and his that's wife. another reason. Florida and, there. Yeah, and uh, got it over Fourth of July weekend. Oh, and um, he, he's back at work now. He's all through it, but his wife hasn't tested negative yet, so she's still waiting oh, to go back man. to work. And uh, yeah, yeah, just mm. crazy. So anyway, I love your show. It's great. My three siblings and myself all went blind in our 40s due to a hereditary condition, and we all have attended the Illinois Center of Rehabilitation in Chicago for the train for training of various sorts. My older brother, Keith, and my younger brother, Steve, were both eligible to be in the Illinois State Vending Program. Now, hmm. in the State Vending Program, they train blind people to fill vending machines and soda machines in the federal and state buildings. The blind vendor can hire a sighted person to drive them to and from the facilities. We have devices that reads the barcode of the merchandise, and there are apps on our phones which allow any blind person to read the barcodes as well. So, due to the coronavirus, a lot of the facilities have been shut down. When mm. my brother was able to go back to the Air Force Base to do the vending machines, he and his sighted person noticed something odd inside the vending machine. As you sighted people can see, inside the vending machines, the products are on spindles. The bottom two rows of spindles were completely empty, which wasn't too odd. But laying at the bottom of the vending machine were all of the empty packages of candy and chips. And when they oh. removed the empty packages, they found a big, fat, dead mouse. It had, uh. it had apparently eaten itself to death. When they, uh. when they found the big, fat mouse, it still had peanut butter M&Ms in its mouth. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so, what the mess? Uh, yeah, that, that mouse was in heaven for about what an hour and a half, and then he's like, "Uh oh, but so I'm not gonna be able to finish." <laughs> Terry, oh, Terry uh, has some interesting stuff here. He says, "If any listeners would like to know more about guide dogs, there is a movie out on Netflix and other streaming services, and the movie is called Pick of the Litter." And it tells how they train guide dogs from birth until they are issued to a blind person. Everybody should check it out as it is very good. Terry Helsley. So awesome. Very cool. And did we meet Terry at the, um, at the, the ooh, Narthex Con? A no, years ago? no, he's a newer listener. He, he, uh, he just found out about us. So oh, cool. This is his first story. So, oh, so there wow. you go. I hope he's a patron because he's not going to hear it. <laughs> no, here's what I do is I send an, 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 a special email to everybody that gets on this segment of the show. And I, tell, right? and I tell them that we're going to be using it on this segment and that if they would like, they can become a patron and support the show and get to hear it automatically. Or they email me back and I'll send them the segment for free. That is a mighty fine thing for you to do, man. So there we go. Now this. Sorry, I feel ashamed of myself. <laughs> I am an LBB for saying such a jerky thing. No, I just. I Who wanna, strikes on me? I want to be. I want to do it right. You know. So you're a good man, James. Good man. Well, thank you. Read us a story, John. All right. This uh, comes to us from Simeon from ten Simon. No, nope, nope. He says Simeon. it right there at the end. His the name is okay. pronounced with an E. It sounds like Simeon. monkey. Simeon. Simeon from Tennessee. Well, this one's not from Washington, so that's different. Sicken the Chickens is titled. Hey, James and John, I've been a listener of that story show for about one and a half years now, which means that since I have finished listening to all the current episodes recently, I have been listening to some of the back episodes. Anyway, I just finished listening to episode 260, Dead Pandas. Uh, there's one story in it. That involved holding eggs up to the driver of some egg delivery truck. I don't remember that story. I don't I either. I don't either. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. it's this is back in the day. So. Back in the day, episode two sixty. That was that was a few years back, wasn't it? Yeah, it's almost a hundred episodes ago. Anyways, this reminded me of one of my own stories from my middle school years. So I guess this could go under middle school drama. All right. I attended a small private school, not unlike the one John attended, and I was in eighth grade. 
at my school about twice a month, the whole upper school, 7th through 12th grade, uh, go on service projects to a bunch of volunteer service places, such as a K-A-R-M, for ex- instance. I'm not sure what a CARM is. Yeah, K-A-R-M. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll look it to- up while you're uh, reading. Okay, do that. Google it. After these service projects, we would usually go to the gas stations to get snacks and candy on our way back to our school. One of my classmates and I decided to get a giant bag of trolley gummy worms. Man, that makes me hungry because I could go for some trolley gummy worms. So anyway, as we were being driven back to our school and we were getting <laughs> getting high on sugar like classic middle school boys do, uh, we came up by a semi-truck carrying a whole bunch of chicken coops. In our sugar-hazed middle school minds, we thought it would be just hilarious to throw <laughs> to throw some of our gummy worms into these chicken coops as we pass by the semi-truck. This will confuse them. Wait, they're going to love these worms. We laughed as we thought about chickens looking confused as these candy worms uh, were thrown into their coops. Sometimes I still wonder if the driver ever looked back through his rearview mirror and watched us throwing those gummy worms with a confused look on his face. I guess the main point of the story is to add to the huge pile of evidence supporting that middle school stereotype. Yes. Well, that is my story. I look forward to more episodes of that story show in the future. Keep up the great work, guys. Oh, and by the way, James, my name is pronounced with the E in it, as it sounds, just like the monkey Simeon. Simeon from Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, Feeding the gummy worms to the chickens. Well, CARM happens to be a, uh, 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 it's in Knoxville, and they say they're working toward meeting the needs of the poor and hungry of Knoxville, in the Knoxville area, by providing a hot meal and emergency shelter for the night. So, uh, Knox Area Rescue Ministries is is K-A-R-M. Well, Simeon's not too far from where... uh, my wife's family, my wife's dad is from Maryville. Well, there you go. So I bet you, I should ask him if he knows of any chickens uh, that were eating gummy worms. <laughs> yeah, do you have Farm. a chicken recently that tasted a little sweeter than most? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure all those chickens were headed to their doom. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't take them for rides on if for any other reason. So. Let's get them out for some fresh air tell you i don't i think it was kansas city there was a chicken processing plant um near near our church and you had to go a little ways down near the river to get to it but when you drove past just feathers Mm. everywhere all over the floor all over everything just feathers dude somewhere somewhere in south georgia uh south of here at least there's a, a tyson chicken processing plant and one night late at night i was driving behind a truck that had just left that plant and something was was like sloshing out of the truck and it got on my windshield and it was thick and gelatinous and i tried it couldn't get it off i mean i turned on the the windshield wipers it was just smearing it and it smelled terrible this has really happened chicken body part it probably was. I had to pull off in a gas station and, and like, hey, can I borrow your hose and some soap? It was Gosh. terrible. Uh, some that sort just of reminded me. Greasy that. chemical from the inside of a chicken. It was it was so stinky. It smelled uh, like Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. Well Thanks for that memory. <laughs> there you go, Thanks, patrons. Elliot. Thank you. For your support. <laughs> I, I hope you enjoyed your stinky story about nasty chicken guts. Um, no, uh, thank you seriously for all that you do. Uh, we couldn't do what we do without you. I mean, we could, but we would be really sad about it. Yeah. Because uh, you guys uh, make it so that we can we can support ourselves and get the, uh, the products we need when we need them and yeah. uh, stuff like that. Um Matter of fact, I'll tell you, I, I save up uh, the money that comes in, and I, I like I said, I use it when we need uh, new soundboards or equipment. Oh. No, I do not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Even though I'd be well within my rights, no. But recently, yeah. I bought my daughter a um, uh, a ring uh, with some of the proceeds that we've we've uh, raised. 
and it's a right. it's a kind of like a promise ring, kind of a a, a, purity, a purity ring, ring. yeah, right. And um, and so I was able to buy that with the money that I raised, and and that's a big deal to somebody who basically doesn't have a job and and that is in the condition I'm in with the depression and stuff like that. I don't make an income outside of the this, so it was a really big deal that I was able to do that. And and it's totally because you guys give. And uh, so I hope I hope I hope that makes you happy because it makes me very happy. So yeah. thank you for what you do. I hope you enjoyed your bonus content and we'll see you next week. Bye, John. Bye, James. Fill this room with the aroma of your <laughs> welcome to stories that we couldn't fit onto the show where we say we share stories that we couldn't fit on the show. Why do I trip over that? I did it every week. Where we share stories, where we share stories, where we share stories. We share stories. We do it. We do it. We do that. Well, this one uh, is uh, from, it's a long one. I got to scroll all the way down. Riley Wood. And uh, it's called Science Sicko. And man, is it a, it is a travesty of a story. Uh, the story oh, is very man. well written. It, it's got a, a hilarity factor to it, uh, but it's dark. <laughs> dark so get, get ready it's for dark this comedy oh yeah hi james yeah. and john i have another darker story for you before covid hit and i was able to be in school in person my algebra teacher who will call mr s for legality had a fun habit of telling us fun stories from his life after he had finished teaching the lesson and we were waiting for the bell to ring well one day we were sitting silently in class getting a head start on our homework and he asked if we wanted to hear a story about his days in college. Yes, all of us clamored, knowing Mr. S's reputation as a good storyteller. And he started on this tale. And and I, I fact-checked this, by the way. I, I took parts of it and searched for it because it's so unbelievable that I thought it was lifted from some sort of storytelling website. But I found no evidence of wow. this not being a, a completely original story. But it is dark. So... Well, class, he said with a somewhat embarrassed smile over his face, what I am about to tell you is something that you should never, ever do, ever. What I did ever. was a big mistake and very, very wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh no. said those of us oh, who are paying no. more attention to his story than our homework. Back when I was in college <coughs> studying science, my professor told my class that we were going to be dissecting cats the next day and we all needed to be prepared. So my lab partner and I took this to mean that we needed to provide a cat for the dissection. A couple of people in the audience, cat lovers, turned green. Anyways, we were <laughs> Wait, freaking said, out. So I thought they needed to provide their own. Yeah, cat. yeah. <laughs> so oh, no, it's, a, no. it's just a it's a comedy of errors from now on out right here. So yeah, oh, here we no. go. Anyways, we were freaking out. How are we supposed to get a cat? It's such short notice. My partner was freaking out so much. I told him I should, I would take care of it and I would find us a cat so we wouldn't fail the class. Oh, no. On my way home that night, after I had assured my partner that everything would turn out okay, I saw my street was actually full of homeless cats just walking around in, in the twilight. This is perfect, I thought to myself. And I went back to my apartment to grab a white <laughs> trash bag. A few of us in the class, uh, seeing where he was going with this, also started to turn green. It was hmm. hard work, Mr. S said, but eventually I was able to catch the cat. <laughs> it was hard work. And I put it in the trash bag I had brought. And I tell you, though, once this thing was in there, it started clawing around and generally acting like a cat in a sack <laughs> would be expected to. I can't imagine. <laughs> so I started getting nervous, thinking some animal rights people would see me gathering supplies for tomorrow's dissection and call the cops. So I looked around for the nearest hard object and I found a dumpster. Oh, I no. took that trash bag no. and I swung it around and hit it as hard as I could to the metal oh. side of the dumpster. No. <laughs> no, said one of the particularly cat-loving classmates. Oh, no. Yes, I did. And I feel bad about it now, but I swung that trash bag against that dumpster over and over until the oh. cat stopped making noise. And then this I, is incredibly dark. And then I took it home, and I didn't open the bag. I saw the side of it drenched in red, and a shiver oh. of apprehension for what I had done washed over me. But I brushed it off, telling myself that it was all for science, and it's I was and I was going to get a good grade on my project. 
So a violence happy classmate started giggling at this point, and I got a little frightened. The next day, I brought my dead cat in a bag into the dissection and to the dissection, and I told my lab partner what I had done. He grinned and said that he knew we were going to get an A plus for the dissection because we were the only ones who had even brought a cat. <laughs> Wait, I thought. Oh, no. If we're the only ones, and sure enough, the teacher walked into the classroom carrying a tray of formaldehyde-covered dead cats for the dissection. <laughs> it turned out we hadn't needed to provide our own cat after all. We quietly disposed of the body and proceeded with the dissection oh. of the legally euthanized cat rather than trying to sort through the mangled and bloody mess of the cat that I had killed oh. the night before. It turns out we didn't get a bad grade on the project either. Oh, Almost my. everyone in the class was either horrified or dying laughing at Mr. S being a cat murderer. I myself, not caring much for cats, but not hating any living creature, found myself with my jaw hanging about down to my toes. And just oh. then the bell rang and we all hurried to the next class. Not sure what to think about the fact that our algebra and science teacher was a cat murderer. I hope you enjoyed oh. this story. Sorry if it was a bit long. Peace, love, and long live. Long lives to all of your cats, Riley Wood. <laughs> Thanks, Riley. Mr. S. Oh, uh, cow. I told you it was dark. That was so... I mean, there was... A, you remember that movie? I think it was called Desperate or Extreme Measures or something like that. Desperate Measures. Desperate Extreme Measures. It was about these these scientists who were doing experiments on homeless people. Oh, not it's not a true story. I, well, oh, I don't okay. think it was, it was, no, it was, but it, you know, they were they were getting these homeless people. I think Morgan Freeman was in it too, and he's like one of the guys we oh, we've got to do what we've got to do, you know, something like that. I don't remember, but that's exactly what that story reminded me of. <laughs> these kids, we gotta get an A. Where are we gonna find a cat? Oh, oh man. So oh, so I, terrible. I don't mind sharing this here on on the show because i don't think my dad will ever find it hopefully he won't but my dad has a lot of cats yeah um we went yeah a lot i mean like probably over 20 wow and um he's given them all names he, he used to be a guy that just he he hated the cats you know mm. my my stepmom would feed him he's like don't feed them they're gonna stick around here and he didn't want them around the house you know because they were you know cats and um eventually uh, something changed in his heart and he fell in love with having these cats so he felt the need to rescue all of them i think one of the, the stray cats that was hanging around his house got injured oh. on his property and he was like oh i gotta take care of these things now so now he like is the cat man of the neighborhood oh boy all the cats show but anyways um a predator got one of his uh <laughs> i feel like i have to whisper this <laughs> Got one of his cats the other day, uh, and, and he posted on Facebook how sad he was. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I feel bad because I know my dad's heart breaks for this, but on the inside, I was like, "Well, Dad, there's one down. Just <laughs> get twenty more out of your house, and you'll be just fine." Oh, they're in his house. Bless his heart. Oh yeah, he, oh. and I bet you after this event with the predator catching one of his cats, they will all be inside his house. Like he'll go out, he'll go outside at night and call all of the cats into the house. Oh man, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh man, yeah, that hits home with me because my mom had so many dogs in the house, so and cat mm. and cats. Uh, it was terrible. I wonder if uh, Riley's teacher, Mr. S, was driving through my dad's neighborhood. <laughs> That's where his cat went. I don't know. He didn't say where he was from, but yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Well, let me read this story from Aaron. Uh, this has been titled Wrist Wrench, mm. and I, I have no idea why. I just listened to episode 135, Bike Wrecks. I remember that episode. I remember yeah. I remember that story yeah that was there's some good you know stuff. that was like 10 years ago really yeah 10 years ago yeah man bike wreck that crazy is that is that i think that was the episode where i told the bush the the story about the bush word i think so yeah well you'll have to go back and listen to episode 135 and if i didn't tell it then <laughs> Send a note. <laughs> send us a send us a, a email. Anyway, while I was listening to the stories, it reminded me of one of my own, which is what happens. This is the time I tried to be Superman. 
The story is a little long, just so you know. I grew up in a small town with a population of less than 1,000 people. This happened the summer before I entered middle school, so I was 12 or so, I think. Anyway, my friends and I would ride our bikes around all the time to each other's houses or wherever we wanted to go and hang out. That was the beauty of being a, a, a kid in a small town, right? Kids, my kids bike. never will never experience that. I no. mean, they had it a little bit in Florida, but not here. No, my there, kids. And, and there were so never. many pedophiles that lived in Florida that it was <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously, the, the map, you know, you'd look up the pedophiles on the map and the dots were everywhere. And so you'd oh, never mercy. let your kids go too far. Yep. Stay right here. Well, one day we rode the three or four miles out to my friend's house to play video games or whatever we were doing that day. And when we were done, we got on our bikes to head into town. I decided that I was going to show off and ride as fast as I could down this gravel road and beat them all oh. to the end of it. This was great at first. I was going really fast. I was way ahead of them and coming up on a hill. So I was, I was going to be able to gain even more speed. I get over the top of the hill and I start pedaling as hard as I could down the hill. Well, I must have hit a rock or something because the next thing I knew I was flying through the air. Dun, dun, dun. Time stood still. <laughs> I saw a honeybee flapping its wings at a very slow pace. Mm. Actually, the time didn't last that long at all. I felt a sharp pain in my knees from the gravel digging into them. And I thought I must have sprained my wrist when I hit the ground. My friends caught up and made sure I was okay. And then they thought it was a pretty epic crash. Anyways, I got on, on my bike and I started walking back to my friend's house to see if someone could give me and my bike a ride home since the bike wasn't operational anymore. And in the meantime, my friends all went on to town without me because they were all jerks. <laughs> Some friends they were, huh? When I got back to his house, my um, his mom, my friend's mom, started freaking out about all the blood on my knees and started to clean me up like any mom would do. When she noticed I had a lot of pain in my arm, she decided to call my mom at work. Let me tell you, that just scared me because in our house, you didn't call any of your parents at work unless it was an emergency. And I thought I was going to get the whole, the butt whooping of a lifetime. <laughs> well, my mom picked me up took me to the hospital to get checked out. And it turns out the way that I fell, my left wrist didn't hit the, the ground palm down, but instead bent oh! like it was trying, like, like as if I was trying to touch my fingers to my wrist. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> I thought I wouldn't, I thought wouldn't get the numb fingers during this, but it, it's happening. <laughs> having, my, my left hand is now tingling because oh. I've, I've empathized that pain. Thank you, Aaron. Um, Anyways, it, it snapped. It snapped one of the bones in my wrist. And not realizing that uh, this did, in fact, count as an emergency, I thought I was going to be even in even more trouble because we now had to make an extra trip to get a cast put on. Mm. Well, luckily, I soon discovered that I was not in trouble for all of this, but I was more scared about getting a butt whooping than I was about the pain I had already had from the bike wreck. Not necessarily too funny, but if... But if you use this story, feel free to take liberties while reading it. Keep up the great show, Aaron. No, no, it's great. I it, the yeah. thing that sticks out about to me, other than the bone in his wrist, um, <laughs> <laughs> is the fact that he was so afraid, above all, of getting in yeah. trouble. I can relate to that so hard. Because yeah. if you had a strict mom, especially one that did butt whoopings, I mean, your whole yeah. goal in life was to avoid that situation and yep. you would do anything to keep from getting in trouble. And, and I would have gladly have suffered with a broken arm <laughs> than <laughs> so have somebody go get my out. mom. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, now I never broke anything growing up, so I, mm. I never dealt with this, but uh, uh, now oh, both man. of my children have had their turns breaking bones and, and I told them when they were little, I say, each of you get one bone. You can only break one. And uh, Jenna, Jenna <laughs> immediately rebelled and broke both of her, her, her wrist bones there. At the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then uh, after they healed, she went to play sports and broke them in the same place again the oh, other way. No. Yeah. So she had a Good cast. Golly. She broke four bones. And then 
And then Jay, of course, recently broke his elbow, so oh. broke the cap off the end of his elbow. But I guess they showed you, huh? Well, yeah. I guess Jay's only broken one bone. Yeah, so. he is. He's still the best kid so far. He's, so. he's the rule follower. Yeah. All right, only we got one, Dad. We got TT Trucker, and uh, this is from Ethan S. from T South Dakota. Hey, James and John, it's Ethan. I'm writing to tell you guys a story. So we recently had gotten back from a trip to Omaha where we were just about home and we were about to take the exit that would lead us straight to our town. And this is where we noticed a man standing with his truck door open and he was holding over the side of the road with him facing the door hinge of the red truck. It kind of gave the impression that he was peeing. So we started to get closer, not because we wanted to, but rather because that was the place we had to make our turn for, for almost straight shot toward our town and we soon realized that not only did it kind of look like he was peeing, that he actually was peeing. <laughs> this man had pulled over and on the exit of a very busy interstate, he had opened his door, gotten out and started peeing. <laughs> not only was this disturbing, scarring and also illegal, it sure did make for a strange experience, which is probably a questionable word to use to describe this incident. I love the show. Keep up the great work. Have a great day. Ethan S. from T South Dakota. See, <laughs> I don't know. This must have been traumatizing for him uh, to, to experience this. But I live in the city, and we have alleyways. <laughs> and we also <laughs> live right. near night, night spots, nightlife spots, like bars and stuff. And peeing mm. on buildings and, and peeing in alleyways is a way of life around here. And so this doesn't even make me blink. It's like, I, I bet truckers do <laughs> this do. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in, in St. Louis. <laughs> I, 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 I will tell you one time though, we were, we were driving between Jacksonville and St. Mary's, Georgia. And on the side of the road was a very popular, huge mud bogging pit. And, um, it happened to have, uh, uh, billboards in this in you know just off to the side of the road that happened to be a part of the mud pit now it wasn't official nobody nobody had uh uh set this land aside for this purpose it was just a cleared field and a bunch of guys with four by fours just decided hey let's mud bog you know and and, mud. and so the uh the billboards were legally there but nobody else was but there were tons of people at this particular day and there were two women that had gone behind the billboards. And I say oh, behind no. the billboards because from their point of view, they were behind the billboards. But from my point of view and everybody that was traveling 65 miles an hour down the highway, they were in front <laughs> of the billboards <laughs> and both of them were squatting and peeing. Oh, no. full, full, full mooning everybody. Oh, no, I don't know what they were thinking. Did they, they had their backs. <laughs> they had their backs to us. Yeah. So I, I guess that was less embarrassing than doing it to the hundred or so people that were there. It, it, I get why. Well, yeah. I don't know. But, Full moon billboard. So, yeah. Oh, man. Weird. It's just going to go behind the sign here. There's nobody going to see us. It's, it's more like, uh-huh. ain't nobody going to see us. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. This is South Georgia. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. I don't care if somebody sees I me. I'm, I, don't, I, don't I just don't want Earl to see me. And that's right. They probably had a little too much PBR, and yeah. so they had to go PP. There you go. Ah. Was it my turn for the next yes, one? Yes, Ooh, yes. Yes, This comes to us from Katie, the Morgoo girl. Ah. You know, the girl who couldn't spell Morg and she yep. or couldn't sound out Morg and said Morgoo. Yep. Um, hi, James and John. Your last episode reminded me of a story. Uh, this is a family fart, by the way. Thanks for letting me read it, James. <laughs> You're welcome, man. I gave you yeah. all the fart ones. This I week. got all the fart stories. You know, I don't think they're that funny. <laughs> yeah, right. I did it just for you. Yeah, thanks. So I can deliver them. Your last episode reminded me of a story, and I figured I'd tell it. Okay. Let me let me preface with the fact that I am lactose intolerant. And for those who don't know what that is, it basically means I can't digest dairy as well as normal people. Well, one of the well-known symptoms of lactose intolerance is incredibly stinky farts. <laughs> so, I was hanging out in uh, my mom and dad's room while we were watching a show. and We had eaten pizza for dinner and I had forgotten to take a lactase pill with it. So, 
Soon I felt a rumbling in my tummy and I knew, I knew what was coming. I silently prayed that the smell wouldn't be horrendous, but I had no such luck. The smell filled, no, nay, it permeated the room. <laughs> and my mom yelled at my dad, you stink. Hooray, I had a scapegoat because, of course, <laughs> ladies don't fart. Right. So I followed along and complained with her. Yeah, dad, you stink. But it wasn't me, he said. Who else would it be? My mom gagged. I couldn't hold in my laughter and finally burst out laughing. So it was you, my mom accused. I could only laugh as my dad, half laughing, half scolding, said, you tried to pawn it off on me. I caught my breath and said, well, it worked. It's <laughs> <My mom, laughs> not for long. My mom ended up kicking me out of the room and made me go to bed. But I still laugh about it to this day. Thank you guys for the show, and sorry if this isn't well written. I'm a bit sick, and my head feels foggy from all the farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katie, the more goo girl. Uh, no, it was very well written. Did good job. Good, good job. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I shared this recently, but I'm constantly dropping SBDs. You know, silent but deadly. Oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something to do with dieting or something because. I have never mm. had such a problem with gas as I've had lately. <laughs> and uh, it just losing weight must, I mean, it just must be a side effect or something, or maybe I've changed right. my diet or whatever. But uh, I, I, I am very good at getting them out without making any noise. Um, but the, and I assumed, I assumed that I was getting them out without offending anyone with smell either. <laughs> but Jay the other day, just the other day, was like talking about something, and, and he and he just adds in. And by the way, <laughs> he says, and "By the way, we know when you fart. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting away way. with anything." Yeah, it was just added on. It was tagged <laughs> on to something else. I can't remember what it was. He was talking about ham sandwiches in the yeah. old debt. And by, by the, the way, way we, <laughs> we we know, know it when you fart. And I'm like, Dad, gum it. I've been trying to be so smooth and trying to trying to be it's just like what I was talking about on the show where I I try to control things and I try not to offend people but mm. there are things about me that apparently just just come out and and you know are going to do that and I'm yeah. not even aware of it so <laughs> you rascal I'm you're a, just a rascal just a bad man that's what it is I'm a bad human well, guys, that is all we have for you. These are the stories that wouldn't fit in the normal show. And you can see why there's a couple of huge stories, just long yeah. stories. And so I hope you enjoyed it. And I appreciate your contributions and your support to this podcast. Yeah. And Thank uh, thanks, John, for hanging out extra to do some uh, bonus content for always our people. Always a pleasure. And we'll see you guys next week right here on That Story Show. Peace out. Bye.